This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 328, Shelly Joe Wallstrom on Feeding the Brain. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast and a bit of a personal update before we launch into this outstanding conversation that you're about to hear with Shelly Jo Wallstrom. Uh, We have now been living in our new home in Orlando, Florida since moving from Virginia and bouncing around a bunch of other locations in the meantime. And we've been here now for like two and a half weeks and officially today as I'm recording this is my first day with working internet. It's a much longer story. Let's just say when you see that a cable outside is broken, uh, you need to insist they come repair it. And they did. And then I replaced all my other equipment and yay, it works. So first of all, a huge thank you to the amazing team at Podcast Network Solutions. They're my uh, phenomenal team of editors and writers uh, who help produce this show, who have been, uh, let's say, appropriately patient with me as we've been releasing week of. And it's been a while since we've actually done an interview program. Uh, and I'm so happy that Shelly Joe Wallstrom is here with this first interview program back uh, in our series and many more amazing ones being recorded in the next couple of weeks as well and coming your way. I first met Shelly Joe at the HypnoThoughts Live conference and just having the interactions around how we work with our clients, how we, of course, customized them based on what their needs are. And from part of my backstory as someone who has lost a substantial amount of weight And then getting involved with strength training and then the science of, as it's called, cutting and bulking, purposefully gaining weight to then lose the weight to keep muscle mass and then minimize the fat loss. I'd always had this sort of human guinea pig aspect of my nutrition, more so since getting a handle on my own health. And here was Shelly Joe Wallstrom speaking about amino acids and exactly what they do, not only for the body, but also specifically for the brain. And as the title of her book says, Feed Your Brain, Change Your Life, a theme that I definitely knew to be true and someone who, with appropriate guidance, had dabbled in different supplements and um, uh, only because I don't fully prescribe to the biohacking um, sort of uh, community, but technically I guess I could be inside of that world of going, what happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? So looking at Shelly Joe as someone who has done the research, has learned from the right resources, and has some incredible stories, both of an extremely personal nature you'll hear in this conversation, as well as the results of her clients. And you'll hear me say this later in the dialogue. What you should consider as you listen to any hypnosis training, really any conversation on this program, yes, you may be somebody who becomes fascinated with what Shelly Joe Wallstrom is doing and eventually pick up her book. Uh, I'd say so. I'm one of the blurbs in the back of it. I really enjoyed it. Or as well to just kind of research further or even take a training from her. At the same time too, go to that sort of 30,000 foot view and consider the systems as to the universe within her business she has built. And you'll hear me draw a correlation that really there's not much difference between how I work with my high-level entrepreneurs as my hypnotherapy clients versus how she's implementing nutrition into what she does. It's the same high-level concept, and this is some of that thinking that I keep saying this as a whole, this industry needs to think a whole lot bigger in terms of what we can offer, the services we provide, and how, yes, indeed, we help people. So you can head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com to see exactly where to pick up a copy of Shelly Joe's book, to find out about her trainings and her services as well. While you're on the web, be sure to check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. This is the all-access pass to my hypnosis training business library. The program actually launched about seven or eight years ago and has gone through an amazing transformation over the years. It originally was tell you what to do, then it became show you how to do it. So for those of you who need help on the technical side of things of creating the funnel systems to better drive your business in an automated way so that you can earn money while you sleep, I've got the full step-by-step tutorials showing you the technology and how to do that. And it's in recent years, it became also give you the stuff to do it faster, where being tested from my business, the whole 
guinea pig mentality. When I found things that worked in my business, I then started to share them with other professionals in this industry. So do you want some products you can launch right away? Well, there's some you get from me inside of Hypnotic Business Systems that you've got the rights to reproduce and just put your name on it. There are full marketing campaigns from start to finish that again, you could replicate them as is, but you also learn how to customize them and make them your own. Uh, do you want to create high quality videos for your sites that actually inspire people to take action? You get the entire transcripts of mine, plus you're going to learn the influential formula beneath the language that actually makes it work so that then you can better make it your own. This is what Hypnotic Business Systems is all about. And to simply book one or two new clients with the systems that I teach, you're going to earn back your investment and a whole lot more. So check that out at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this week. It's about time. We're back to interviews conversation. Here we go. This is episode number 328, Shelly Joe Wallstrom on Feeding the Brain. Well, like a lot of people, I was at a show and I got chosen and I thought, this is fun. I didn't really understand it, but I felt really relaxed when I got done. I thought that's great. I also had a neighbor who owned a hypnotherapy school. Oh, yeah. And I thought, gosh, this is interesting. I didn't understand it. I'd been looking for something. My husband and I had owned Subway sandwich shops for several years and got my last daughter graduating. I thought, you know, I want to do something that's different, something that can help people. And I didn't know what that looked like. I had always been attracted to self-motivating things and law of attraction. I call myself a seeker of truth and light. Mm -hmm. So I sat down with him one day and I was talking to him. and I thought, you know, that, this sounds kind of interesting. I think I might be interested in it. And then about four years passed and he said, I was thinking, what is it that I really want to do? And I went for a run and I had this impression to stop at his house and just say, you know, give me some more ideas. What is hypnosis? What does it look like? Is this something I really want to do? And he said, how about if you just try it? Yeah. It's going to be in a couple of months, take the class or even just sign up for free and if you like it after a couple of times, then great, let's do it. So I kept thinking about it for a couple of months and the first class I went to and I was like, well, I think I can, I mean, it seemed okay. It was, you know, one where, where they're going over all the guidelines and mm. things like that. So it wasn't anything particular. And I thought, well, okay, I'll come back the next day and then see. And he had taken somebody off the street who had problems with a shaky hand. He called it his friend. And he used that hand. He was a salesman to sell like whiteboards. And my instructor said, how about you come in? We'll do hypnosis and see if we can get rid of that shake. And the guy did. And I watched this and I got done. He got done. And I just started crying. I'm like, wow, I don't know what this is for sure, but this is powerful. If it can make his arms quit shaking, then there's something to this. And that's why we came to pursue it. Yeah, which I'd love to rewind back for a moment because I am not going to name this episode from Subway to Hypnosis. Uh, oh, good. But that, yes, please but, don't. No, but, but that is part of the conversation. I'm curious to hear because, of course, not many of us you know, grow up thinking, I want to be a hypnotist when I grow up. But from that experience of owning several restaurants, which let's call out one of the strengths of that uh, that franchise, is that there's clearly a system to it. Um, and, and it's a bit of a plug and play, correct me, it is a bit of a plug and play system that you buy the franchise rights to, and then you can open up your own, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So from that background, I was curious to hear, has that informed in any way, let's say either how you even work with your clients or even how you run your business, either, either one or both? That's an interesting question, Jason. And I think that if I was to a point where I could systematize my business. I didn't even thought about that, that that would be a good idea because that's the systematizing is probably the part that I struggle with mm -hmm. the most and taking what I've learned from subway. That's, that would be a great idea. I, I never thought of it that way. Oh, you already have the skills. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're right. It is. It, it's a, you know, you undo it. They tell you what to do. They tell you how much to charge. They, everything is very systemized. 
Which, which I think, you know, which let's branch off of that metaphor for a moment here, because someone could hear that and go, oh no, now it's like cookie cutter. Well, no, there's so much customization that could go into that journey and not to lean on the backstory too much, but that's why they're called sandwich artists. Uh, but there's the customization of how someone wants it, what's their ordering. But if we have an idea in terms of this is where we're going to begin. So let's, let's jump around here a bit. Let's say a client finds you and now they're reaching out to work with you. What, what are some of those things that you tend to work with the most these days? Most of the things I work with a lot right now is emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, the feelings of anxiety, depression, because it works with my whole program. It works with how the whole system looks like, which is feed your brain, change your life. And I also work with a lot of addiction mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be heart addiction. I mean, a lot of times it is, but it can also be just some normal struggling person who's struggling with sugar or other kind of cravings, behaviors that they just want to be done with. And it, so it all fits together into a system. Yeah. So then looking at this mindset of feed your brain, change your life, someone's reaching out to you. Let, let's go off of this example of, let's say, emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Where does that work typically begin with you? Like, What's that initial foot in the door of the change work? The first thing I do is I'll send them a form. It's pretty extensive, mm-hmm. but I want to know you know, what are these symptoms? You know, as humans, we have, we, we have this, this, we want to live in homeostasis. We want to feel balanced. And when we're not, we look for something to fill it. So when we have these symptoms, it could be cravings, it could be emotional eating, um, and they could be linked to something else, um, which is why we feed the brain first. Mm-hmm. And the reason I start with the brain first is because this kind of goes back to when I first became a hypnotherapist. I don't know about you, Jason, but you know, those one clients that they come to you and they have the desire, they really want to be hypnotized. So it's not one of those persons that says, show me, but they really have the desire. Yeah. And yet, you know, you get down with them. I think, okay, I've done great. They feel wonderful. And then they come back the next week and it's like nothing. So I work with them again and I, I do what I can and, I, you know, tricks and tools and all these great things that I have. And then they come back the next week. It's like 51st dates. And I'm like, what is wrong? What am I missing with this person that has a desire to make these changes, but they're not sticking? Yeah. And that's when I, part of my story, which we'll talk about is finding something that helps feed the brain. So we're actually feeding the chemicals in the brain and the body so that as they start to you know work with hypnosis they've already got those things working and it makes it work much better yeah and i want to shine a spotlight on something you just said there which was that you're working with the client and they're clearly motivated and they're willingly going through the process and everything's going well and yet something's not yet taking effect what you said there i think is a bit of a missing element sometimes of going well what else is going on what else can i do as opposed to we we've had enough episodes talking about <laughs> that some go too quickly towards resistant clients. Some go too quickly towards, uh, oh, it's just secondary gain. They don't want to change. But better to ask the question as you did that, well, what else may be a factor of this? So, so tell us more of that story, what you mean by finding something that did feed the brain. I became a hypnotherapist because I want to help people. And at the same time, I have a daughter who is an addict. Um, luckily right now she's in recovery, which is amazing. I watched her play softball last night and my heart just shined because oh, nice. to see this, this journey that she's been on from struggling to where she is today is just mind boggling. It just makes my heart warm. But at age six, she was diagnosed with anxiety. And at the time I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know anything about how to help somebody. Uh, and I did what most parents did. I went and put her on a medication and it seemed to help a little bit, but I just kept thinking something's not right. And, and unfortunately, at age 15, she came to me and said, Mom, I feel like a doctor's science project. All I want to do is feel normal. For her, what that meant is she turned to drugs and alcohol. She started out with alcohol, which led her to marijuana. And at 15 years old, I mean, it turned our lives upside down. I did not understand the addiction world at all. I thought I could either ground her enough 
or I could love her enough to get her to stop. We went through the juvenile system several times. Um, she, she would steal from us. She would, I mean, she did shoplifting and she got caught with it. And I kept thinking, I don't know what to do to help her. I, I felt like I was, my hands were tied. And once I got her through graduation, I'm like, whew, we did that. I always say, you know, I felt like I was the one that should be walking across the stage with her. That's what it took to get her through graduation. And then I thought, well, let's put her in a rehab center. Mm-hmm. And I, I did because at that time I was like, I don't know what to do. So we paid a whole bunch of money and 30 days later she came out and instead of being addicted to drugs and alcohol, she became addicted to caffeine, sugar, and tobacco. So she just switched from one to another. Um, but I thought, okay, she's clean. That's great. It'll be wonderful. And we'll move on. Well, 30 days later, she met up with the roommate that she had in the addiction center who introduced her to math. Hmm. And with that, it totally rocked my world, my family's world, because, you know, meth is the drug of the devil. I mean, it literally yeah. changes every bit of you. And I lived in fear that she was either going to kill herself or kill somebody else or end up in jail. The funny thing is, is the first time she did end up in jail, it was like a relief. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. I don't have to worry about her for a couple of days and she's going to come out. And I mean, I don't know about you, Jason, but if I ever got put in jail, I wouldn't have to do it again. I've had clients um, with some similarly, let's say, politely colorful stories. And you hear of these wake up calls where suddenly here's the moment and you know, that's when they went, uh, clients too, they go, well, because I had to go on this medication to get off of something, that was the horrendous part. And that was enough to kind of scare me out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I realized is it's not that, that's not that easy. No. Yeah. And what I did is I watched her for about six months. I mean, she was, she was staying clean. She was, she had the termination in about six months. She would start all over. She'd start using alcohol, then marijuana, and then end up with meth. And we kept in this cycle. And after her third time of going to jail, I kept thinking, I don't know what this is. Something needs to be done. Something I need answers. The thing I learned about addict is first of all, they don't want to be one. Mm -hmm. And second of all, most time they're just self-medicating. And third, they're just white knuckling it. Meaning they're, they're going through the motions, but they still, they don't feel good. They still have those cravings. So one day, I mean, I, I, I pray and I just said, you know what? I need help. Somehow I've got to find answers for my daughter because if not, I'm a loser. I was watching a consumer report on television about how they are using amino acids in recovery centers. And amino acids are just the building blocks of protein. So you either get them from your body creates them, you get them from food like meat, or you get them from a supplement. But what they were doing is they were giving large doses of specific amino acids that actually go in and feed your brain by IV. And within three days, the cravings started to go away. And within 10 days, they were almost completely gone. They have an 85% ready recovery. And I'm like, okay, that is it. That's what my clients need. That's what my daughter needs but it's a thousand dollars a day. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) wow, that's, that's a lot of money. So in my little naive mind, I thought, well, I may not be able to do the IV, but I can go to the health food store and buy a whole bunch of amino acids. I'll just get those, give her a large dose of them and she'll be better. Maybe it'll take longer than 10 days. Maybe it'll take a month. And luckily at the time I had a, a son-in-law who was a nurse and he said, you know, you can't just throw amino acids at people. You need to understand them. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's great advice. So I Googled amino acid therapy used in rehab centers. And I found a place out of Florida. And uh, he, he, it was a center. And he said, I called this place. And I said, you know, look, I have a daughter who is an addict who is struggling. And I also have clients that are struggling. I feel like they're missing something that's making it helping them make it so they can't get the the release that they're wanting for. I said, what can you teach me about amino acids? And he said, you know what? I could teach you everything you want, but mm-hmm. in two weeks, we're having a training in Salt Lake City, which is 30 miles from my home, 
You're going to learn everything you need to know. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's my answer. And so I went to that training and what I learned was phenomenal. So that if you had to give us like a, a thumbnail sketch in terms of, you know, we understand amino acids being the sort of building block of proteins, which are then the building blocks of the body. What happens when those are supplemented? What happens when those are increased? Which I've got stories to chat about this too, because this is this was a topic I was fascinated by, and that's why why you're here. <laughs> awesome. Well, in your brain, you have what's called neurotransmitters, and that's mm -hmm. just a big word for your happy, calm, feel-good chemicals in your brain that they fire. And when they stop firing, and they can stop for lots of different reasons, Jason, it could be that you're born with less of them, which is like my daughter, you know, age six was struggling with anxiety, could be lifestyle, it could be um, the toxins, it could be diet, it could be the fact that 60% over people over the age of 40, they've become depleted. So there's no rhyme or reason. I say, you know, we live in this perfectly imperfect body. And sometimes it just quits working. But when it does, there are symptoms that are with it could be anxiety, depression, worry, stress, cravings, addictions, lack of energy, lack of sleep that become real. And just like I said a little bit earlier, when we feel this way, we're going to go out looking for something to fill that void. Could be sugar, could be alcohol, could be food. It could be drugs, legal or illegal. It could be behaviors such as um, over shopping, mm -hmm. excessive exercising, pornography, gaming, gambling, internet. But we're looking for something that will feed that part. And there's there's four different neurotransmitters. Serotonin is your positive mind, um, makes life look brighter. It's where your flexibility, self-confidence comes from. When it's not working, then things like um, OCD or perfectionism, worry, um, depression, anxiety become real. Dopamine is your drive. It's your energy. It's your focus. And when it's not working, then you're going to crave something for um, stimulation. Yeah. So tell me, tell me if this paraphrase fits that these are the natural things that our body needs in order to exist. And when there's a lack of it, the mind, the body, just to give a very loose definition, is craving something. It may not necessarily express, I want this one thing, but out of that want, here comes some sort of thing which may briefly satisfy, uh, but that creates a bit of that loop where someone falls into habits, someone falls into patterns, someone falls into addiction, perhaps. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And so once I learned about how these four neurotransmitters, how you could feed them with specific amino acids, I, I got so excited. I went out and I saw how they made a difference in me because I was a sugar addict and I didn't, mm -hmm. I thought it was a gene. I didn't know that there could actually be something missing in my brain. I just thought I liked sugar. Uh, and I saw a difference with my daughter. I got so excited. I just started sharing this with everybody. Anybody that would listen to me to find out that, you know, you've got by feeding your brain and also by feeding your body, um, there's a connection between the brain and body when it comes to mental health. So what mm -hmm. you eat really does work, does matter. And by adding those two elements into my business, it, it's been phenomenal because then when I'm working with a client who wants hypnotherapy, I'm working with a client who has a brain that's been fed rather than maybe starving and is struggling to hold some of these things that we can help with hypnosis, you know, anxiety, depression, things like that, but they're not able to sustain it because their brain is like needing something to feed it. Yeah. And, and I kind of jump in for a moment with a few stories that I'm aware of where, you know, here was the, um, the kids soccer team, which was, um, you know, not doing so well. And what happened was by luck, here's the nutritionist <laughs> who her daughter joined the same team. And the conversation was at first phrase in the you're poisoning your children, but there's, of course, more positive ways to say that. But seeing the collection of the after, how, what was it, the after game snack, mm -hmm. had it yeah. become such a ritual and um, enough sugar to blind a mule in this sports drink and then all the sugar of this product. And she's there from her nutritional background going, you know, the body is depleting its natural resources. They need to be refueled. Let's swap out to this. Let's swap out to that. 
surprisingly, it was mostly the parents going, no, they want the sugar drink. <laughs> but what happened was suddenly, you know, and yes, this is an anecdotal story. The, the experience was that um, the kids were performing better. They weren't crazy the rest of the day. I say this is the one time, the one time I <laughs> came home um, and my family member, we'll leave out which one, uh, goes, oh, we made lemonade and made cookies. And the kids are genuinely bouncing off the walls. And I looked at my wife and said, we're going out to a movie. And I said to the family member, you wound them up, you're taking them down. <laughs> so <laughs> we can see with that age, they respond so quickly. I share personally, you know, getting involved with learning how to, you know, lose weight and then train to put on muscle, how it really trains someone to listen to the signals of the body and, you know, experimenting for a while with like intermittent fasting and even fasted running, you start to really learn to calibrate, oh, I'm noticing my body doesn't have this, my body doesn't have that. What happens if I wake up, my routine now is to wake up at 545, I'm at the gym by 630. And the almost human guinea pig aspect of going, what if I go fasted? What if I go fasted with... um amino acids mixed into what I'm drinking. What if I go fed? What if I change this up? And we really start to see just how connected everything is. I mean, the simplicity of the client one time who's bringing in his, her 15-year-old son for study and test problems and finding out the kid's getting two hours of sleep because she's not parenting <laughs> and turning off the video game system and having him have a decent bedtime. I'm like, his brain isn't working and here's why. So I'd be curious to ask, now, you've done something <clears throat> brilliant, um, as in there's a book in my hand right now called Feed Your Brain, Change Your Life, um, with a really nice message on the inside. Thank you for that. Uh, but I, I bring this up because you've created your own credibility piece, your own asset that introduces these themes. Before the book was even there, here you are, business owner, now hypnotherapist, how is it you were introducing these themes to clients? How are you making that connection for them? Well, I got super excited and I explained to him, it's like a three-legged stool. Yeah. So if you look at his three-legged stool, all three legs have to be strong for that stool to stand. That's the same thing for us as human beings. When our brain, the actual brain, is being fed what it actually needs, because the cool thing is by, by feeding it amino acids, it's actually feeding the brain what it needs. So it helps to raise and balance the brain. Um, and eventually you don't, you can actually go down off of them or be on a maintenance. Cell. So, so they're not even meant to be on forever. Mm -hmm. Can be, they're just amino acids. But I explained to the clients that let's take that and feed the brain, the actual brain. Then we're going to feed the body with nutrition, um, proteins, veggies, good fats. Yeah. The really cool thing about this, Jason, is when I get them on those two things, especially somebody who wants to lose weight, is I already know that if I can get those two things working right, their cravings for sugar and foods are going to go down substantially. So I don't have to say to them, you can't have sugar, which we also know is an emotional part. So it's like they're, you know, they're, they're blanky. And so when you tell somebody you can't have sugar, they go into this, oh, I can't do that. But by getting those two things, it makes them a much easier for them to start releasing weight quicker. Yeah. And then I add the hypnosis to it. So now I'm working with the thoughts and the beliefs around that. So it's like that three-legged stool and it helps with bringing in optimal health. Yeah. So then looking at, and, and my question is always how introduce, how is it we're introducing this idea? Um, well, I'll give you from my perspective. And, and understand the disclaimer is I'm not saying the way you're doing it is not correct because clearly I'm a fan of it. That's why you're here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm I'm one who is extremely cautious to recommend anything. My pattern sometimes with a client is to say, well, you know what? Because you're losing weight so quickly, there's a hormone in the body. This is an example. Mm -hmm. There's a hunger hormone called leptins, which it's worth doing a Google search to see what happens if we're in that caloric deficit for too long and then how to basically rebalance out the hormonal structure. And I then kind of back up and go, this isn't my expertise, but when you read about it, basically the idea is you might just be losing weight six days a week and maintaining one, but just do a Google search for leptin. You'll see what to look up and that will inform you. If I have a client who, you know, brings up the idea of intermittent fasting, you know, I'm not the one going, here's what I did for 18 months. It's instead, you know what, here's, 
two of the really good books that I know in that. Take a look at that. If that's something you want me to help you to reinforce the patterns of, let me know. The same as a client who's diabetic coming in for weight loss, and we now know don't bring up these foods. They're someone who's got you know. So how how is it you're sort of navigating that dialogue of now not necessarily prescribing but recommending? What I do is when I send them out their forms, I, and I tell them, I say, okay, this is this is how it looks. Now, you may need all three of them. You may not. I mean, some people just need something tweaked in one of them. So let's just kind of see what that looks like. Let's kind of uh, go in and, and see what looks like maybe what you're looking for. So I, I send them out this extensive report, and um, they, they answer it. And then when we get together, I can I can show them the numbers and I can say, okay, these are the numbers. Because what you're doing is you're rating symptoms in each of those oh, okay. yeah. areas um, from zero to 10. Zero meaning you never feel this way to 10 meaning, oh my gosh, I feel this way all the time. And when I feel this way, I'm going to turn to this substance to make myself feel better. So I have all that data that I can show them their numbers and say, okay, now it looks like these are the ones that you could benefit from. And, and that's how I kind of hit up, set up a schedule. And then I also go over, okay, what's your diet? What are you eating? What if we tweaked it just a little bit to make sure that we have some protein, some mm -hmm. good fats and some, you know, good veggies. And then I don't have to tell you, you can't have anything else. Go ahead and have whatever you're having, but let's at least make sure that the diet has those things in it with some vitamins, because a lot of times vitamins have been depleted yeah. for different reasons. And so by adding this of specific vitamins, that's kind of, that's how I start with with somebody who wants to look at each of those areas, and that way they're the one that's making the the decision. There we go. Yeah. I might be recommending, but I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I don't describe. I don't diagnose all those crazy things that we kind of talk about. Yeah. I'm actually just showing them and saying, okay, this is what I rec recommend. Now you tell me where you want to go with this. What what you want this to look like? Yeah. And the beauty of that is, is that. You know, right now, do not think of a pink elephant. No, seriously, don't think of a pink elephant. The, the, the routine that we all know is that instead, if we can appropriately bombard the client with what they need more of, you know, and I'm always mm -hmm. asking someone to say, what are those things you want to do more of as a result of this? Walk me through the day. What is it you'd rather be eating? Uh, what happens is, is that if we get the client so focused just out of a behavioral nature, we get the client so focused on what they want to be doing and filling the body with the appropriate foods, then they're actually satisfied. Right. <laughs> you know, the phenomenon, I think there actually was an award for the man who invented the Cheeto uh, <laughs> <laughs> as the ultimate empty calorie food. It crumples into dust the moment you bite into it. There's a rush of sugars and carbs, but then no protein is uh, received. And it tricks the brain to go, I need more. And these are the jerks that write on the back, bet you can't eat just one. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but what happens when, you know, something just personally that I had done for years and it was for credit, I was then ratified by reading Tim Ferriss' Four Hour Body, um, the catchphrase of 30, 30 before 30, where I make it a point to have 30 grams of protein in the first 30 minutes of waking up. And I, I kept that up ever since I implemented that. And the result was, which the protein powders are full of the amino acids. The result then becomes, I'm not hungry the entire day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm eating because I know I need to, which makes it a lot easier to follow a specific plan based on what kind of routine I'm in at the moment. But by, you're right, feeding the brain, we're kind of set for the rest of the day. So is there a story that comes to mind of working with a client that by making a few of these changes, maybe the results were even more dramatic than you expected? Yes, there's a couple of them. Yeah, I'll start out first of all with my, my cute daughter, the one that I was looking for answers with. So the first one I learned about was the dopamine and how that helps when it's not working, you have lack craving, well, you lack focus, drive, energy, and you crave something for stimulation. And so for me, I was in this class and all I wanted was like 11 o'clock and I wanted a nap because I was exhausted. I wanted a Diet Coke and I wanted sugar, good to plenty. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I going to get through this? And they're plenty. <laughs> and, and they're plenty, yes. yes. And they're straight sugar. Well, actually, cotton candy's the yeah. sugar of the gods, but we won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
and I'm thinking, how am I going to get through this class? It's, it doesn't get over till five and I can't even keep myself awake. And so when we're talking about the dopamine, the instructor says, hey, you know, if you're feeling like a 10 on no energy, no drive, can't stay awake, focus, take one of these tyrosine, take a tyrosine, which is what feeds that. And I did. And within 20 minutes, I could feel, it actually felt like a placebo effect. It was like, is this really working or am I just thinking it works? You know, cause I went from about 10 to about a five. I could tell there was a difference, but it wasn't all the way. So she's like, take one more if you aren't really where you want to be. So I did. And within that next 15, 20 minutes, all of a sudden my cravings for sugar were gone and I had energy and I'm like, wow, there's something to this. So I took it home to my cute daughter at the time who was doing everything she could to stay sober and stay clean, but she was taking a lot of drugs and she was sleeping a lot. So I said, okay, and her name's Angelie. And I said, Angelie, I want you to take one of these pills in the morning and one in the afternoon. Just see if it gives you some energy. And I just kept my fingers crossed because we tried so many things. I thought, I have one shot to get this right. Well, I came back that night and I said, how'd you make you feel? And she's like, well, I felt jittery. And I'm like, oh, now that means that she's sensitive to it. And I was kind of bummed, actually. Well, the next morning she woke up and said, mom, can I have another one of those energy pills? And I said, well, wait a minute. You took... You, you told me they made you jittery. She's like, well, that's because I took two of them at the same time with three cups of coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she was all over the place. But that was when I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so really cool. Just just to tell a quick story here yeah. of nutrition. Um, there was one time at the NGH, con NGH convention where I traveled with a Blendtec blender, which is the type of blender they have at Starbucks. And I was on this mm -hmm. green smoothie kick. I was rooming with the late, great Michael Elner, and he's watching me making this thing with like kale and, you know, ginger and carrots. And he's looking and goes, I'll pay you for one of those. And I'm like, I'll just make you one. And I make him something and it's just vegetables with, you know, some protein in it. And he comes and grabs me like this eyes wide, frantic look in his eyes and grabs me by the wrist. And he's like, Jason, what is that? I feel so awake and alert and I feel alive. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I will make you one of these every single day while we're here. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's awesome. And that's what happens when you're feeding the brain what it needs. And, and just, you know, tyrosine is a sustained energy. So um, that's what it does. It doesn't make you feel like you're going to spike and then crash. It just makes you feel like you're alive you're awake yeah um i've given these to children and you know somebody who struggled to focus at school i had a client whose son couldn't focus and so she gave him a little bit of tyrosine and some gaba before he went to school and instantly within that same day the teacher texted her back and said what did you just do to your kid he's focusing and he's <laughs> listening and and he's understanding and you know, those kind of stories just warm my heart, especially when it comes to a child. Had I known about these when my daughter was six, I may not have had, you know, she may not have had to turn to drugs and alcohol when she was 15. Mm -hmm. Well, it's looking at, you know, the, the sort of garbage in, garbage out metaphor, unfortunately, that I can remember it was a neighbor where we used to live. And like the kid actually said, it's like, are you okay? It's like, I can't sit still. And the kid's there with like a Mountain Dew and a bag of mm -hmm. candy. Um, I can be the one, again, from the sort of human guinea pig respect sometimes going, okay, so this is the plan for the rest of the day. I'm going to make this for the kids for breakfast. You know, so it's the, right. you know, the focus and everything, which, which the beauty of the branched chain amino acids, uh, is, is it, am I correct in saying the branched chain or is amino acids a different category? So the branch chains are the ones that most people use for muscle work. Yeah. When that's what most people are understanding when they think of amino acids, they're thinking about what, what they're going to use when they go to the gym. Um, and they're just a, a, a kind of amino acid. Mm -hmm. um, the ones that I'm specific with for the brain would be like tyrosine, um, 5-HTP, which helps with the serotonin, GABA, which helps to calm your body naturally when your body isn't able to physically calm down naturally by turning to GABA, that's going to help you to calm down naturally. What is that classically like? Do you know what that's sourced from? Uh, the GABA? Mm -hmm. mm, no, because they're not a GABA plant. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, none of them, that's I mean, fair. they come, they're all natural. I yeah. mean, I have, you know, my, I have my own line of supplements and mm -hmm. they're all 
you know, gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan, 100% natural. But I, I couldn't really tell you what they come from yeah. just because you don't have a GABA plant or a mm. tyrosine plant or anything like that. But by taking these specific amino acids, they're actually going in and, and hitting and targeting each of those actual neurotransmitters and actually feeding them. And the thing that, that I like that, that, that warms my heart the most, Jason, is it gives people hope. When they find out that, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this because I'm lazy or I don't have any willpower. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're turning to things that aren't good for you because your brain is like, I got to have it and I want to have what I want now and I want to have it the fastest. Yeah, Our brains are smart. They know what it needs. So they're going to turn to something and we're like, why can I, why don't I have any willpower against sugar or caffeine or anything else that's, you know, in large amounts isn't good for us. And they leave going, oh my gosh, there is hope. There's somebody that can help, that there's something that can help me. And it's not just because I'm weak. Yeah. So then clearly as this is a hypnosis podcast, um, once this is part of the foundation of your work in a, in a similar metaphor, I work with public speakers and I spend time in educational mode to talk about the influence of language and the words that provide. So then once this part of it's done, you know, then I'm going into standard hypnotic approach. So then once this is the foundation, what's kind of your approach hypnotically once this foundation is now addressed? So once I've got those addressed, then I'm going to go to the issue. And a lot of it is, you know, I tell people that what you say to yourself matters. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I teach them and educate them about negative words that are speaking to your subconscious. And, you know, our subconscious listens to us more than it listens to anybody else. So that's always where I start is to go in through working through the beliefs, yeah. working through those negative words, those negative thoughts that we say to, to ourselves, And that's how I head into hypnosis. Nice. Nice. So then looking at the the universe of this and are there clients you see where the amino work is not part of it and it's just standard hypnosis or is this typically this is the system this is the approach that you take i always take the same approach yeah, so i give them the same forms I, I i go through if they're saying well i only want hypnosis i'm like okay great let's look over your forms let me just educate you and let you see what else i'm looking at and then do hypnosis. And then if they say, you know what, I still only want hypnosis. I'm like, great, let's just do it that way. Or they may only want the amino acids and nutrition and not hypnosis, but I give them the option, but they, I always start with each of them going through that same assessment mm -hmm. so that they can see that there's a bigger picture. Nice. Nice. So then I've got here in my hand, tell us about feed your brain, change your life. The book. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just, I, and I want to say thank you, Jason, for your blurp on the back oh, of it. Absolutely. I love how you call it a you know, human guinea pig. I think that's very precise because that's what you're doing is I, I can tell you what helps you and how to, you know, how they work, but I don't know what's, what you're going to need exactly. So that's where you start to kind of tweak it on your own once you learn what you're doing. Um, so last year, I, I love to speak and I, I go speak at a lot of energy healing conferences and little know, hypnosis conferences and things like that. And which I absolutely love. And up to this point, that's where I get my most people to see and hear what I'm talking about. And then the year hit. Yeah. Right. And I had eight, um, events set up and instantly they were gone and I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? And I thought, you know what, I've always wanted, I've always wanted to write a book. And I thought, well, if I could have somebody have a book that had my story about my daughter and what I went through and also some how to's on how to make amino acids work, how hypnosis works, how feeding your body works. And I could just give it to them and say, here, look at this. Mm -hmm. So you understand it. Then they get a better understanding when they're working with me. And I, I thought this would be a perfect time. And so Richard Nongard came up with his book um, class in June. And I, That'd be a great way to do it. Yeah. And just to, just to give the plug, it's 12weekbook.com. Yes. And I, I keep teasing them always when someone's talking about writing a book, I tag Richard and go, yeah, but it would take at least 14 weeks to write a book because his website is 12 week book and he gets to correct me and we have fun. Well, mine didn't take 12 weeks. Mine took 40. And that is because I started into the class. You know, I wish I had Richard's program because I expertly finished a uh, 15 week program in nine months. 
So right, right there with you. <laughs> yes. When you invent the deadlines, you get to change them. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. And uh, so I started into class. I love it. And then I went roller skating. And I forgot that roller skating on a rink is different than roller skating on cement. And I bought these really expensive roller skates thinking this is going to be so much fun. I love to roller skate. And I went from the from the cement to the asphalt and fell backwards and broke my arm. And that ended up in surgery and had, I mean, now I have this really cool, you know, Wonder Woman medal in my, my arm. And so that kind of put a glitch in it. And so I, every time he'd have the class, I'd take it again and I'd take it again. And after the third class of 36 weeks, my book was ready to be published. And then I said, I, I texted him and said, Richard, my book is ready. I want, when I hit the submit button, how long is it going to be before I have that book in my hand? He's like one week. And I went into panic. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm, I can do this. Right. So I'm like, I could have used my own hypnosis at the time. And, uh, but I didn't, I panicked for about a month. Um, I went and spoke at the Heartland hypnosis conference. I could have had them in my hand, but instead I was promoting them saying, it's coming, it's coming. Um, but what an, and when I finally did hit that button at 40 weeks, yeah. wow, that felt phenomenal to have that book done. And when I first saw it on Amazon, I just started crying. I was like, I did it. It's, it's there, it's live, it's available. So Nice. And congratulations. It's great. I really enjoyed reading it. And, uh, you know, again, looking at, I always tend to say, look for two different learning perspectives if you can. One, here's content that many of us should know. And again, there's side categories that we kind of end up down that rabbit hole of discovering, um, you know, in terms of what else should we be aware of? What else can we look at? But to look at again, even though this is how we began our conversation, and you said you didn't, yes, you are already. <laughs> There's a system in terms of how people come in and really begin that process. So before we start to wrap up here, um, I'll, we'll make sure we put links in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com of where to track the book. Is Amazon the best place they can go for that? Uh, they can either go there or they can go to my website, but either way. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get those links here in a bit. If you had to, let, let's put it in the category, which yes, you're a resource, of course, and we'll link to you in the show notes, but from that mindset of here are things you should look up and should know more about, if you had to give us the names of two or three things that should be on our radar of this topic, what, what would they be? The one would be, I would look up Julia Ross. Mm -hmm. She is from California. She's the one that started this back in the nineties. She's phenomenal. I, I I meet with her once a month to just kind of pick her brain, pick her brain and see where else things that I need to know. So I continue to keep learning. Uh, but she's the one that started out using amino acid therapy very strongly in the nineties. So that would be my very first mm -hmm. point. She wrote a book called the moon cure, which is amazing. What about even in terms of specific supplements? I would uh, actually go on, I'd go online and I would, look up amino acid therapy. I would look up amino acids for, to feed the brain. Um, they're, they're very specific, yeah. the ones that, that they need. And that would be a great resource to find out. And I'd even probably even, you know, go on and find out like which vitamin and minerals your body needs to help restore the ones that have become depleted due to lifestyle or different things. Those would be a couple of resources. I mean, Google is amazing. That's always my first choice. Yeah. And your resource as well. What's the best way people can get in contact with you? The best way would be able to get on my website, which is hypnoaminos.com. That's a place where you can purchase my amino acids. You can get the book. Um, I also have a, since we're into this and you, and you teach people about business, I have a program that I teach other hypnotherapists how to add amino acid nutrition to their program. So I actually have my own course that they can take it's online with some live with me where they can learn how to use this and then when they get done they, they can buy them at wholesale so that's really a cool thing for people to add to their their own business excellent and that's hypnoaminos.com mm -hmm. hypnoaminos.com we'll put links in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com but this has been phenomenal 
to have you on and hear from a research-based approach, you know, what specific benefits, the incredible story, uh, and congrats to you. Of course, congrats to your uh, family for the health they're in right now. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts for the listeners out there? I want to say thank you, Jason. I met you when I had just become a brand new hypnotherapist. At that time, I was, you know, I'm from Utah, which um, isn't, I mean, it's, it's, we have lots of energy healing stuff there, but, you know, I was just Shelly Joe in the neighborhood and I became a hypnotherapist and I was struggling. I knew it would work, but I didn't know it would work for me. Mm-hmm. So I attended my first hypno thoughts and I met you and some of the other people there that were amazing. And it broadened my mind. It was like, Oh my gosh, these are my people. These are, <laughs> this is, I mean, the energy there and they were so awesome. And, and all of a sudden I had a bigger vision of, wow, this doesn't have to be this little me from Roy Utah. I can have clients all over the place and I can help them exponentially um, just because I went there and I met you and you were so kind to help take me under your wing and make me feel comfortable. And the things that you do, Jason, your systems are phenomenal. Um, I think it was a year after that I actually took your one of your classes before the conference because I could see that you knew what was going on. You you get it. And so I want to tell you I appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting me I'm here and to speak to all these people because I think what you're doing is incredible. Oh. And I want to have this same source to be able to get this information out to the world and say, look, there are answers. You matter. Life matters. There are things that can make a difference. Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program. Thank you all, by the way, for the incredible outpouring of feedback of last week's episode, the one that was 12 episodes you may have missed. Yes, you now know the backstory as to why I kind of had to scramble and go, what's a topic I could do this week? Because the recording failed on Shelly Joe three times, and that was my fault, not hers. And You heard that, well, the fifth take was the better one, it turns out. Uh, But a lot of great feedback. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 327. Check that one out. I had a few people tell me that on a road trip, they listened to all 12 that I referenced. And again, that's the intention of this program to become a massive global resource. Also head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 328. That'll bring you to this week's episode to find out where to grab Shelly Joe Wallstrom's book, to connect to her website, and find out more about her programs. And once again, to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. As we like to say, guessing sucks. Here's what actually works. And to be able to kick off with the systems that have been proven to be effective, not only in my business, but there's more than a thousand members inside of hypnotic business systems all around the world, use what works model success. The more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. Check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That way you too can make it rain. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.